0: Hey, Explorers! Are you ready for more thrilling episodes from Uncharted Territory? We hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as we love crafting it for you. A lot of you have rated the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we are eternally grateful for your support. Now, for your new mission, should you choose to accept it, is to spread the word about Uncharted Territory to fellow adventurers and gamers, craving gripping stories and exhilarating adventures. Because together... We can unlock new realms of excitement and forge an even stronger community. So grab your allies, rally your gaming comrades, and let's embark on this shared adventure. Welcome to Uncharted Territory, a podcast that takes you on an epic adventure into a world where anything is possible. In this series, we follow the story of a fast food worker who has a passion for an RPG game. He has been playing it since... forever? But his life takes a drastic turn when a mysterious update pulls him into the game itself. As he battles for his life, he discovers secrets that will rock his world and change his fate. This is Episode 7, Near-Death Experience. Before we embark on this episode, a word of caution. This episode contains some explicit language and may not be suitable for everyone.
1: I was genuinely fucked. Mimics were rare spawns found throughout the worlds underground once a specific boss was beaten. They could deal hundreds of damage per hit, even against good armor, had over a thousand health, high defense, and were deceptively fast. They moved like slimes in the sense that they hopped everywhere. But they hopped much faster and were also capable of lunging at extreme speed straight at their target, a.k.a. the player, a.k.a. me. The difficulty mod not only made it so that they could spawn earlier than intended, but made it so that they could fucking travel through walls. It was impossible to trap them because of that, since trapping them was a common method of dealing with them in the vanilla game. I was legitimately fucked. Even if I hit it, I would only do a single point of damage due to its high defense against my weapon's low damage. If I got hit even once, I would instantly die. Running away wasn't an option, because it would have a higher speed than me. And it wouldn't give up its chase until one of us was dead anyways. I was actually about to die. The mimic lunged at me, and I barely jumped out of the way in time. And to make matters worse, it landed over near my exit, so it basically blocked me from escaping anyways. The only places I had to run were into one of the other cave branches connected to the room, but that would require running into the unknown darkness, where other monsters or even traps might have been awaiting for me. Once again, the mimic lunged at me, and I barely jumped out of the way, The only reason I was able to dodge it at all was because I was familiar with the timing of its attacks. It would hop three times, and then, if it didn't hit the player with any of those three hops, it would lunge. There was about a second of buildup between the third hop of a series and that lunge attack, so I knew to jump as soon as it was about to lunge. Even then, it almost grazed me each time I dodged. The only reason I was still alive was because of my experience with the Mimic. And that experience wouldn't keep me alive forever. All it would take is a single mistake for me to die. But at the same time, knowing that I was so close to death was... exciting. I felt... alive? My whole life, I was just some guy with shitty parents who grew up sheltered in the city. I went to good schools, had everything provided for me, and then bailed as soon as I was old enough to get out from the authoritarian controllers known as my parents. Since then, I just worked whatever random minimum wage jobs I could find. And I was happy that way. I worked, played games, and repeated. Life was simple. And that was all life needed to be. But for the first time... No. It would be wrong to say it was the first time. Instead, it was the second time. The first time was when Guide suddenly and basically flashed me, and the second time was fighting the mimic and knowing I might die at any second. I felt alive. No matter how absolutely terrifying the situation was, and no matter how confused I might have been about everything going on, I never once wished it wasn't happening. Even when I let the slime attack me and felt like I got slugged in the chest by a pro boxer, I was having fun. After all, what kind of coward wouldn't be ecstatic about getting transported into a world based on their favorite game to live and fight there instead of having to go work some minimum wage job dealing with rude customers all day? And with the risk of death being permanent, I looked at the Mimic after dodging it again and said, Sorry, but I can't let you kill me. No way after getting brought to a world like this.
0: We'll be back with more from Uncharted Territory right after this message. What if you could share your story with the world? What if you could inspire others with your passion, your message, or your vision? What if you had a team to help you craft the perfect story for your business or brand? Well... You can, and we at Aim are here to make it happen. Aim is more than just a podcast production company. We are your storytellers, your voice, and your partner in creating a podcast that will captivate your audience, showcase your brand's personality, and build a lasting relationship with your customers. So don't let your story go untold. Start your podcast today. Visit withaim.co slash podcast to learn more. That's withaim.co forward slash podcast. WithAIM. Be the voice of your brand.
1: Sure, I was fucked. But that didn't mean I was gonna roll over and let it win. There was still something I could try. After the next dodge, I hurried into my inventory and unequipped the metal I got, placing it on my hotbar instead, which let me hold it in my hand. One jump, two jumps, three jumps, lunch! As soon as the mimic landed after its lunge, I ran up to where it was, familiarized myself with the exact timing and positioning of how it opened its mouth mid-jump to try and bite me, and waited while stepping back. I was probably only going to have one good shot at my idea, and it might not even work, but I had to try. One jump. The mimic jumped towards me, landing a foot in front of me. Two jumps. The mimic jumped again its mouth opening a quarter of the way into the jump and closing right before landing, meaning its mouth was most open at the peak height of the jumps. Three jumps. The mimic jumped. At the height of its jump, its mouth was open as wide as it could go, revealing the horrifying mass of jagged teeth inside of its false body. And I threw the metal right into its mouth. The mimic landed. "'chewed on what I threw into its mouth, and... "'Taming success! "'Mimic has been successfully tamed. "'New achievement! "'Monster Tamer! "'Awarded for taming a monster! "'Why fight the monsters when you can befriend them? "'Reward! "'Universal Monster Treat!' "'A golden five percent floated up over the Mimic's body.' signifying that there was only a 5% chance of successfully taming the mimic. And that it worked. Monsters in the game were tamed by throwing their preferred items at them. Things like spiders preferred any animal captured with a net, slimes preferred bottles of water, and so on. Each monster had a different rate of success, with the rarer and more powerful monsters having a lower chance of success. Sometimes it might take one water bottle to tame a slime with a 75% chance of success. Other times, somebody might get unlucky and require a dozen bottles of water. Then, there was the mimic. Mimics required any random accessory as a taming item. At the point in the game where mimics usually became available, the player would often have dozens of spare accessories they didn't need anymore and those could freely be sacrificed in pursuit of taming a mimic. On top of that, the accessory had to be thrown into its mouth, which could only be done when the mimic was in the middle of an attack. To tame a mimic before they were even supposed to be available? On my first attempt? Was nothing but a pure miracle. My new pet mimic hopped up to me, opened up its top, and stuck out a long tongue that it used to lick my face with. I didn't even care if it covered my face with its drool. I was just happy that I was alive and had an OP for the time pet to protect me. I was apprehensive about using the monster taming system before, due to not wanting to permanently lose a pet I might get attached to, but I wasn't going to be losing a mimic against anything the early game might have to throw at me. Well, there would still be some trouble against the boss. But still, with how much health and defense the mimic had, it would easily outlast me in any of the early boss fights. I got a pet mimic. I also felt like throwing up from just how nervous and excited I was. All that nervousness was replaced by even more excitement once I calmed down. "'Who's a good mimic?' "'That's right, you are!' I said to my new best friend as the mimic repeatedly dragged that oversized tongue over my face. I had to be careful to shut my mouth whenever its tongue was against my face, but it was fine. More importantly, I realized that the mimic basically acted like a dog— It happily licked away at my face as I stroked my hands against the side of its chest of a body. You might be a terrifying monster in disguise with way too many teeth, but you're still a good Mimic. Also, you need a name. I guess to keep up with tradition, I'll just call you Mimic. It wasn't like I ever bothered naming my monsters when I played the game originally anyway. That meant they always just stayed with whatever their generic species name was. So, really, all I did was change my Mimic's name of Mimic to Mimic. Oh well. More importantly, I heard one of those wet, slimy sounds in the distance. Looking over there, I noticed that a large yellow slime dropped down from one of the cave branches that were higher up. Unlike me... Monsters didn't take fall damage, so it was allowed to make such a drop without instantly splattering to death like I would have if I tried the same. And seeing the slime, I didn't even need to say or think anything. All that mattered was that Mimic detected a threat, so Mimic dealt with said threat. One jump, two jumps, three jumps, lunch. Mimic lunged at the slime at full speed, tearing straight through its gelatinous body, instantly killing it and sending chunks of slime flying in every direction. (laughs) You're beautiful, Mimic, I praised. That slime would have taken me a dozen hits with a sword and slightly fewer hits with my bow and arrow. Yet Mimic instantly killed it. It was like watching a bulldozer up against a sandcastle. And that was beautiful. Though, while Mimic might have used its lunge attack to kill the slime, it only did its normal jumps to get back over to me. That was when I realized that there was something really cute about a sentient chest hopping over to me as quickly as it could. Of course, as soon as it reached me, it went back to trying to lick my face. Good Mimic. I praised some more patting it on its side again. A tomboy guide and a pet Mimic. That makes it official. This is the best start I've ever had on a new character. Really? There was no way for it to get better outside of maybe finding some random, really rare and overpowered drop. All right, Mimic. I've still got to do some mining. So, you up for the task of being my bodyguard so I can mine in peace? Mimic, in response, made some sort of absolutely terrifying gurgling noise from inside of its body. The noise was so wet-sounding, too, which was almost enough to make me shiver in a bad way. As cute as Mimic was, Mimic was still a pretty scary monster. A cute but scary monster. And thankfully, a loyal monster. Thanks to Mimic's protection service— I managed to mine out everything in the large room that was visible on the surface. That included more stone, some blocks of clay, and, most importantly, not just copper, but iron as well. Barely enough, but still. I got eleven chunks of copper ore and four chunks of iron ore. Actually, it wasn't enough. That would only be enough to make a new sword or bow. I needed a lot more ore. A lot more. And if I wanted to upgrade our defenses at the house from a dirt wall to a stone wall, I needed a lot more stone, too. Hey, Mimic, I said, looking down at my pet who had been happily killing every single thing that dared to exist in the cave within our sight. You wouldn't be able to mine for me, would you? Mimic tilted its body back to look up at me, got distracted by another slime appearing, then lunged at it. Guess not. Alright, so that I don't disappoint you or guide, let's get back to mining. Of course, not before walking around the room to pick up all the monster drops from Mimic's murder spree. Mimic couldn't loot anything itself, so I had to walk to wherever it killed something to pick up the drops myself. Thanks to that, I had a bunch more slime, ant legs, and baby spider eyes. I couldn't remember what those latter two items were used for, since they were modded, but slime was something that stayed pretty consistently useful throughout the game as something flammable. As something flammable. The world was modded. Slime was flammable. One of my favorite items, not available until far later in the game, only available at a point where it wouldn't even be useful against the toughest available enemies at the time, was a flamethrower that used slime as fuel. But I recalled that, thanks to the power of mods, there was an earlier flamethrower of sorts that was available for crafting. I couldn't remember the exact details, but I remembered it being crafted with wooden logs, a torch, some slime, and one other item that was escaping me. I also knew it was crafted at an anvil, so that meant I needed to mine some more iron so that I would have enough to make one. What was that last item? I'd have to ask Guide about it later. Guide's whole point as an NPC was to basically tell players what crafting recipes called for what— so I was sure she'd be able to help me out. I really wanted a flamethrower. As strong as Mimic was, it was the lunging attack which really made it powerful. But it only did that after three normal jumping attacks. Honestly, Mimic would barely be able to deal any damage to the first boss with how limited its attacks were. It might land a few hits with the lunging attack, but that would be it. Even just shooting my wooden bow would deal more damage per second than mimic. That meant I needed a good weapon to fight with. And given that the first boss was known for summoning enemies to help it out, a flamethrower would do amazing for me. I may or may not have also just wanted to play with a flamethrower. What sheltered city boy didn't want to go wild with a flamethrower at some point in life?
0: Thanks for joining us on this thrilling episode of Uncharted Territory, a gamer's adventure beyond the screen. We hope you were captivated by the mind-bending fusion of virtual and real that unfolded before your very ears. Get ready for the next chapter, where we'll plunge even deeper into unexplored dimensions, encountering secrets and perils that will test our hero's mettle. Before we part ways, we have a special recommendation for all our adventurous listeners. If you're craving another gripping story, be sure to check out Shattered Bonds. This captivating podcast follows the extraordinary journey of the Henry brothers, two polar opposites who are brought together on a road trip to New York following their father's death. With tensions running high and a revealing family secret, their path to redemption is both heart-wrenching and inspiring. Don't forget to subscribe to Shattered Bonds along with Uncharted Territory on your favorite podcast platform ensuring you never miss a moment of these enthralling narratives. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of Uncharted Territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, Tweet at us at utpod. Dash. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.